G'day listeners, this episode is proudly brought to you by our major sponsor, subshq.com.au. Use code BENS15 at checkout to receive 15% off on your next purchase. G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Matter Mentality Podcast. Hopefully by now you are starting to get a bit more familiar with the type of content that we are putting out and the things that you can look forward to. Um, and hopefully you're starting to get a bit more understanding of how we how we do things and kind of what you can expect from Matter in the future. Um, hopefully if you're on the YouTube channel, which we hope you are, subscribe, please subscribe, comment, like, leave messages, whatever you need to do. Um all that helps and boosts engagement and gets us a bit more across to people that may benefit from some of the content. If you found it useful, please definitely subscribe. Um, you'll probably see that we are starting to get a bit more training footage on there. We're trying to get diversity of content for you guys. So, um, you know, from day one, you're going to see us grow as a business, me as a person, us as a brand, uh, our clients as individuals. There's there's nothing we're not going to try and share. There's no secrets here that I'm trying to hide. Just simply showing you how we get from A to B and that is to change the world and change the things that we're trying to do. So, um, you know, uh, being around for that, uh, subscribing, leaving comments, engaging with any of the content that you find. I don't even care if you disagree, if you challenge a position, if you're curious, if you want to ask questions, by all means, please leave comments on there. All that helps and makes a difference. So, you know, I'm never against a discussion, debate, uh, a conversation, provided we come in with open minds that we're actually trying to converse and discuss rather than attack or dispute. Um, so today's episode, we're going to go a bit more, a bit heavier on a potentially, I want to say subjectively mm, offensive topic. No, offensive is the wrong word. It's not offensive. We're going to look at victimhood and we're going to look at the victimhood mentality. We're going to look at the the way that that it's shaped my life, the way that I've done things and the way that I've kind of used the opposite of the victim mentality and that is ownership and how that's helped us get through a lot of problems and kind of how we frame things to to shift this perspective and understand that it serves to help no one. So when we talk about the victimhood mentality, now there's never going to be a point in time where someone isn't a victim of something. We're all victims of experiences were victims of problems were victims of circumstance were victims of there is always going to be someone that is a victim of something that can never be denied it's never to take away from people you can never deny someone's experience however the victimhood mentality and it's something that i despise are people that start to develop and associate their identity and their persona their personality their social projection almost an ego if you will of someone who is consistently or chronically exposed to victimhood. They are the the world is out to get them and life has screwed them five ways from Sunday and there's nothing left for them to do at the age of 25 or 30 or 45 or fucking 50. There's something that, that there's always something that's happened. There's always someone else to blame. There's always someone else to hate. There's always another problem that they've gone through or experienced that, that is no fault of their own. Therefore they shouldn't be responsible or uh, mature enough to, to take that on and confront it. And, it leads to a very bitter life. It leads to a very resentful life. And it's something that I despise in humanity as people because we are so much more than just the experiences that we've had or the negative experiences that we've had. One of the greatest joys that comes in life, one of the most positive pursuits and experiences is 
overcoming the victimhood that you have experienced, overcoming the problems and the traumas and the situations you've gone through and being able to come out on the other side and say that I got better from this. I got, I improved from this. I was stronger because of this. When we identify and start to frame our entire existence and our entire life around the, around the, the negative experiences or the problems that we've been through, we don't want to solve them because we start to, especially in 2022, we start to reinforce and ingrain the, negative associations we ingrain and identify and we uh we associate with the with the i want to say the pity the sympathy the the you go boss babe and you go big fella the types of commentary that reinforce the fact that it's okay not to try you've been through hell it's okay to stay where you are just as long as you're happy and it really leads to a stagnated life. It leads to no progression. It leads to nothing happening because you are so anticipating of these, these sympathy likes, these sympathy votes, these sympathy responses and comments, these pity parties. And you're, we all sit in these, we end up in these echo chambers of continually spiraling people associating with more spiraling people about how bad they've got it. And therefore you don't have to do anything and you don't have to do anything. We're all bad together. Life screwed us. We should hate everyone else. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But it leads to nothing and nothing gets done from it. Even if in the worst case scenario, you wanted to progress and improve life, when you start to to act this way and become this way, there is no intent to fix it. There is no t- intent to solve it. You can say you do. You know, let's look at, we can talk about finance. Let's, let's put finance as an example. Well, if people all the time discuss things like uh, there is no jobs hiring at the moment, the economy is shot. The, there's inflation. There's all these things going on. Then I'll see on Facebook commentary like I the a millennial quit their job and the uh, resume. And this was an actual comment that I saw. The resume, the the resignation stated that the vibe was off in the business. Now I'm sorry, but you don't get to do that and then go and quit when you have two children exp- uh, depending on you. If you have a mortgage to pay, if you have a roof to put over your head, if you have food to buy you're not really in the position to say the vibe is off and therefore I quit. I would rather be stuck in my victimhood and I would rather be, I would rather pretend that that's somehow morally or ethically superior and virtuous because I've stuck to my morals and I stuck to my guns and that vibe is off and I shouldn't have to go through this. You're right. You shouldn't probably have to go through a poor employment location. However, when survival is necessary, when dependence, when, when people are dependent on you, when you are responsible for others, when you are, trying to get out of a, a hole, being picky about the shovel that you're given or the ladder that you were given to help you get out is rather ironic, if not hypocritical, if not laughable. Because those same people are going to identify with the problem that they've gone through, say the world is out to fuck them, and then do nothing to solve it or fix the situation. Instead, they actually exacerbate it because they further enhance the time frame it takes for them to solve the problem by making it worse and embracing or almost aligning with the victimhood and the pity that comes with it. And they can associate with other friends who are doing the same thing. Once you start to let leaks into the ship, the ship will sink. And that starts to become the people you hang around. It starts to become the places you associate with. It starts to become the places you go to things that you take in things that you look at. I've read a whole book on it. It's free to download from the website. Becoming this way. And if we, if we just stick to finances, is not how you get out of 
lower socioeconomic status. It's not how you get out of a lower financial situation. It's not how you solve financial situations. It's how you exacerbate it and make it worse. It's not, it's not morally virtuous that you stuck to your guns and said, screw you to big corporate because you didn't feel the vibe of that job was okay for you. You know what? Understandable if in five years time you say that and you're like, you know what? It's a piece of crap. But at the moment, and this isn't for everyone, but the, if you are the type of person who is going through a financial struggle and you are saying these things out loud to people and then also going on the same the same grandstand of pity seeking and validation seeking by saying how hard life is fucking you and how hard life is and how tough you've got it because you've been through XYZ and you haven't got a job as you also stand to quit jobs that you have because of a vibe. No. I'm sorry, no. If there is the the beggar can't be chooser when the chooser is being handed something. Sorry, when the beggar is being handed something and you've earned something or you've got something of employment and then you start to say, well, you know what? The vibe is off, so therefore I quit again and I'm going to be jobless. I'm going to go back on uh, job seeker payments. I'm going to go back on some sort of financial assistance because I chose to quit a job in a situation or or or, or a period of time where finances was a struggle. That that is not a solution to life's problems. That is exacerbated, is making it worse. We are seeking to validate that. We are seeking to justify that choice through these tantrums and pity parties on social medias to pretend that the fact that we made this choice is okay. The goal in life, regardless of your location, even if you were born in the worst possible circumstance, and I understand someone's going to say that I wasn't born in a in a horrible situation, so I can't know. The worst possible thing you can do is seek to stay where you are because that will literally fix nothing but make it worse because then the the benefit of time that you did have is now gone. The dichotomy of your choices is now lowering. The options are now shrinking. You are reducing your capacity to get out of that situation the longer it takes you to take action because time is taking time is shrinking and you are losing the ability to make choices and decisions. You are becoming less valuable as a worker. You're becoming less valuable as a human. You're becoming less valuable as a person, a constructive student, an educator, or becoming educated. You're becoming less valuable in your skill set as your age progresses. You are worried, running out of time and options to do things, which is then going to stagnate you further. And when it finally clicks in your head, the pretending that you are a victim and life's fucked you consistently when you've made choices not to do things, by the time that clicks in your head and it's time to take ownership and really start to progress and try and confront this, shit's already gone. The boats that you could have got on have left and now you're stuck with what's remaining. Going to be a dingy old raft that's barely holding together and you've got to try and get on that and make that thing swim. Then we start to build resentment. Then we start to associate even further with the the depression and the resentment and the the in suffering that we've been through because we refuse to look at the choices that we made and move forward. It understandably is harder for people. It is understandably harder for some than others, but everyone has a degree of suffering to which they experience based on the relative experiences of their life, based on the life that they have lived, where they have been born. There are relative experiences that everyone has gone through Dr. Peterson talks about this. 
You may say that the rich billionaire has never had to experience, the child of a rich billionaire has never had to experience anything in their life, yet they will never experience struggle or workmanship or hard work unless the the father is potentially switched on and decides to restrict their money. If you look at Shaq for that, for example, told his his, his children to, in order to get some of his money, he ha- they have to go get two degrees. A, 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 a child of a, a rich billionaire will never know the joy and pleasure that comes from continual struggle and progression through obstacles, through striving to achieve goals that were at one point out of reach because nothing is technically out of reach to them. You can buy it. Whatever it is that you want to have, you can probably buy it. That struggle is not there for them. And that itself is something that you will be, you could claim to be a victim of. You are a victim of circumstance in financial, financial reach, financial accessibility. That, if you really knuckle it down, is still something that someone could be a victim of. It it doesn't it doesn't matter what your victim what your what you are a victim of. Everyone's going to have something. We can trade. We could drag this back as far as you want to to find the trump card for everyone's victimhood that everyone's been through something and there's someone experiencing worse than you. So every time you think that you've experienced something bad, there's going to be something far worse off. So what do we do with that? What do we do with that decision? Do we sit there and wallow in self-pity and hate life and pretend that the life's out to fuck us because these things happen? You get dealt one hand in life. That's it. That's the that's the unfortunate reality of existence that you get dealt one hand to play. Now you can bitch about the fact you got some shit cards. You can hate life about the fact you got some shit cards, or you can learn to bluff and play the fuck out of poker. That is really the only choices that you get when it comes to regardless of what hand you've been dealt. And unfortunately, too many people want to sit there and bitch about the hand instead of learning to play it. You don't need to become a poker expert, but you should fucking learn the rules and understand the game. And it's obviously going to be that I know there's going to be a comment or there's going to be a message or there's going to be a response that I can't say that from my position. I've had things handed to me or potentially easier for me, whatever. Great. What does that change? Who does that fix? If I'm the person to give you that message and that makes something click in your head, fantastic. It doesn't It doesn't downgrade or it doesn't reduce the impact of the importance of the message that I'm trying to get across in that because I may have something you don't or I've had something easier in life that I didn't have to work for anything, that therefore my message is wrong or it's under it shouldn't be valued or listened to. That's not how it works. You don't get to pass the... You don't get to undermine the conversation purely because you may disagree with the fact that I'm saying it. I can sit here and go through every stage of victimhood that I've been through. And I, you know what? Let, we actually may go to some of that to express the understanding of how I got through it and how I shift the perspective on it because that may be what some people need to hear. But when we, when we fixate and associate and identify and develop our entire life and identity and narrative and story around the victimhood that we have been through, around the, the trauma that we have been through, it sets us up to want to stay in that position because now everyone knows all the, the, the likes we get, the interactions we get, the associations we get, the validation we get comes from that narrative and that story. So the second you step away from it, those that you've surrounded yourself with start to call you a sellout or a fake or a liar, or you're bending to the corporate system, whatever term you want to come up with that people want to use in their pretentious attitude these days. The, the problem becomes anchored 
and you become fixated or associated with that problem, which leads to you not wanting to address the problem because you know that the second you address it, you lose that power of validation. You lose that external validation and that external dopamine hit of association and identification with these problems and how bad you've got it. There's no more you go girl if you're taking on life and actually trying to overcome it and beat it instead of being held down by it and told by others it's okay to not strive and do anything positive. In the worst possible case, aiming to own your shit and progress in some metric in your life is the best thing that you can do. It doesn't matter how small, it doesn't matter how big, it doesn't matter how simple, it doesn't matter how complex. It doesn't matter if your thing is, I simply want to get a job to pay, put roof on my, a roof on my head. It doesn't matter if your goal is on the size of Steve Jobs wanting to change how the world viewed PCs. The fact should be that in the experience of a traumatic or a, a unfavorable experience or a, a negative situation, whatever you are a victim of, you should be aiming to overcome it and become better for it. If anything, these situations, and this is why ownership is so important to me and to us as a brand and to us as the values, the, the, the tools that we implement, when you own your shit, it doesn't matter what it is because everything is looked at with a potential to be a lesson, to improve and get better. It is a chance for you to become productive. It's a chance for you to get better. It's a chance for you to improve, progress, get in front of this situation and learn from it. And the likelihood then that this is going to happen again to you decreases. You've now developed a new stress point. You've now developed you've now developed a new threshold to which you can handle stimulus and stress and frustration and anxiety and negativity before you succumb to it again. And then if you do succumb to it, you've now developed a new threshold because you've overcome it. You've looked for the answers. You've solved the problem. You've got past it, shown yourself that you can handle it and you can do it. And you now have a new cognitive bandwidth, if you will, or capacity to handle life shit. But if you are triggered and you are sensitized and you are frustrated by the smallest possible thing, that might be the way you were born or the situation you were born in or someone swore at you once or someone talked bad about you or God knows whatever else, however extreme you get, you've had cancer. And I can say that because I literally watched my dad fight through cancer for 10 years. And I can tell you what, he did not exactly sit there and bitch and moan about life. When you're confronted with the way other people can handle their shit, and the way that other people can get things done. You see just how little and insignificant your problems are and how not worth complaining about it is. Even if you complain, it's fine if you want to complain about the problem. Address the fact that it's happening. Be frustrated. Experience the emotion that is life. But stagnating and stopping to bitch and complain and sulk whilst doing nothing to fix it is a complete waste of time and a detriment to everyone around you and you are the negativity. But for some reason, we can't say that. For some reason, we can't talk about that. We can't confront the elephant in the room that is your victimhood is detrimental to everyone else around you. You become a spiraling black hole that sucks in the life of everything around it and turns it black. Because then you become the negative thing that people associate with. And then they start to feel bitter and resentful and how shitty life is and they their life sucks too. Now all you're doing is talking about how shitty both your lives are. And then the third person comes in and then the rest of the group's involved. 
a key point here, if you have a group like that, if you are noticing groups like that, if you are in amongst groups like that, get the fuck out of them. Find people that are progressing in life and trying to do things with their time, with their self, with their brain, with their body, with their business, career, education, finance, whatever. Find people doing, not people complaining. When you can do that, you will start to notice just how insignificant your shit is because they've all been through something and they've all got out of it. I can almost promise you that the worst possible situation that you know of, someone else has been through and got out of ahead or better off because of it. When you look at some of the people that have really made it in sports, elite sports, elite levels of sport, they weren't just handed contracts because they turned 20. They weren't just handed degrees because they went to university. These people experienced something they recognized and said, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And I'm going to be the difference. I'm going to be the change. I'm going to be the, the solution. And my family will, not, will never go through this again. I will never go through this again. People after me will never experience this again. They use the experience or the situation to recognize how crap life can be and how much they don't want that. So they put things into motion that stop that from happening again. And then eventually they learn to handle it. They overcome it. They get past that situation and they're better off because of it with a new skill set, with a new mental capacity, with a new threshold for stress, with the ability to recognize that problem in other people or in other situations and not let it happen again. When you start to identify these problems, you start to see them for what they are and you overcome them, it becomes a lot easier to identify them. It becomes a lot easier to see. And then you start to see the negative person in your group or around you and you can avoid them. You don't have to be around them. You start to cull and cut the wheat from the shaft and you actually start to see the shit that has been around you and you can start to make changes. You can start to progress. You can start to associate and network with better people. You can go to other places. Going to a dive bar and thinking that you're going to find someone having billion-dollar conversations is laughable. Going to going to a nightclub and thinking that you're going to find elite athletes that are really trying to push the pinnacle of high performance and you're going to discuss training with them or you're going to discuss mindsets with them or anything of that nature, you're barking up the wrong tree. If you want to start being better and you want to start foregoing the victimhood that you have, you want to start owning your life, owning the shit that you've been through and owning the progression you're trying to make, owning the good and the bad, and we'll go through that too, just how important ownership is. Start associating in the locations of the people that you want to be like, not the people that you are. And you will see tenfold the difference that happens in your life because of it. So after all of that rambling on victimhood and how frustrating it makes me. Because I can tell you right now, I have every right to be pissed off and spiteful to the world. I have every reason to be. I've been bullied. I've been picked on. I've been abused. I've been in fights. I've been the victim of motor vehicle accidents. I'm technically disabled. I have a, a spinal disability from medical specialists. I cared for and watched my father go through cancer. So I have one less parent. All these things that I've gone through, been depressed, had diagnosed with depression, all these things. Holding on to them and identifying with any one of those things as who I am as a person or what I'm capable of is a joke and does not allow me to progress any further in life and would not allow me to move past that set point or that anchor because I'm anchored to that experience or situation. And that becomes my identity and who I am. 
but that's not how it works. That's not how we get ahead in life and how we progress and we get better and learn and take things on and, and push ourselves to new limits, find our capacity for our mental abilities, find our capacity for our physical abilities, find our capacity for life and see where we can improve. That is why ownership is so important because it takes away the blame game. It takes away the, the fault of anyone else. It takes away the, the dispersed blame that you want to put on. Anytime you hear someone putting blame on life or other people or all their problems are because of exter external factors, you know, for a fact, they don't employ ownership and therefore they can never be at fault and therefore they can never be better. Until you're willing to take ownership of not only the good, but the bad, which is something that a lot of people struggle to separate. It's one thing to take ownership of the good when you get a result you want, when you get that a, that grade or you get that try, you score a point, you win a grand, grand final, you finish a degree. That's great. Easy to own those things. When you stuff up at your job, when you fail your partner, when you fail a test, when you cheated on your partner three times, when you crashed the car, when you did a whole list, when you decided to go out and get drunk and do drugs, no one owns that shit. No one owns the negative stuff. No one owns the bad stuff. Yet that is where the growth happens. Is where the learning happens. Is where the the benefits of ownership take place because you realize and recognize that life is yours to own good and bad. It's, it's yours to take responsibility for. It's yours to be the hero of and tell the story of that you want to live because you are taking ownership of everything that went right and everything that went wrong, everything good and everything bad. What role did I play in this situation? What could I have done to be better? How could I have got past this? To get through my spinal uh, procedures, to get through my spinal rehab, to get through my back rehab, I recognize that I was never going to do the things I used to do. I was never going to have the jobs I used to have. So why sit there and be bitter and resentful about it? I could pass blame. I could hate the world. I could hate the guy that does it. Don't get me wrong. I did. But that was never going to allow, never going to allow me to get past that frustration, get past those emotions. If all I did was sit there and, and fester on it. So I took ownership of the fact that there are some things that I can do. There is some things that I can control. There are There is work ethic that I can put into that I developed elsewhere into my recovery, my rehab and replanning. I need to own the fact that this is my life now. I am just as responsible for moving forward as that guy was for putting me into the incident. So I can be pissed off at the incident or I can be productive towards moving forward in my future, which if you're listening to this podcast, led me to here. So anything that you've ever received from matter from myself that you have found educational, insightful, helpful, motivational, whatever. At that pivotal moment, had I decided to stay depressed, anxious, undirectional, angry, bitter, resentful, I would still be there. If not, I'd probably be dead because I would have necked myself by now. And I would not have been I would not have looked at things that I looked at things the way I did and got through them the way I have in order to be in the position that I am. And that would have stopped that none of this would have happened. So taking ownership of where I was and what I wanted to do and how I want to be better has allowed me to not only help myself, but now be able to help other people and be good at it and be passionate about it and be driven by it. Because I know that there is more that we are capable of. I know there's more that we can do. I own the fact that I am 
in charge of where I go next and the the education that I get, the effort that I put into study, the effort I put into my training, to my physique development, my goal setting. I take ownership of all those things. I take ownership of the work I give my clients. If I hadn't developed that, I haven't gone through those situations, those experiences to test that and trial that and push that, then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in this situation, I wouldn't be in this moment to have these conversations. I wouldn't be trying to get these messages out. I would be trying to help people, educate people, put out information. The, the best thing you can do from this is go listen or download or buy uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko and Blaine, uh, Blaine uh, Jocko Wilnick and Blaine, uh, it's going to escape me. Yep, it's going to escape me. Um, I will try and look it up. Extreme Ownership. Right, what do we got here? Leif Babin, Blaine. There we go. It's combo of two. Jocko and Leif Babin. If you want to start making a difference in your life from now, you want to start moving past any bullshit you've been through, problems you've had, any traumatic experiences you've had. Yeah, you know, we can we can put like psychological tools in place. We can work on anxiety. We can work on mindset stuff. But to be honest, to get started. You need to own the fact that you are where you are and you are still responsible for where you go. When you do those two things, it opens you up to progression. It opens you up to taking, making a difference, making changes, confronting life head on. When you own the bad situations, when you own where you are and you're then willing to change it because you take ownership of the fact that you're responsible for it. The actions are yours. The consequences are yours. Nothing good or bad can happen without your say so or doing there are going to be things outside of your control. If you've read anything else that we talk about, you know that we don't focus on the things that we can't control. So you take ownership of what you can control. You take ownership of where you are and what you've done to get there. Just recently, a client conversation. She wasn't being told about her shifts, which was mean that she was losing her breaks because she wasn't getting there at the time that they wanted. So she wasn't getting her lunch break. So she was full behind on nutrition. This was happening consistently. Her roster was being changed on her. And this led to a... Uh, inconsistent approach to our nutrition. Now, we can be pissed off at the rostering team. We can be pissed off at the staff. We can be pissed off at the business. The one thing she didn't do or think of doing was messaging the team before the start of the day. It had become a consistent action. So we knew it was coming. What did you take ownership of in that experience? And this is not a go with her personally. I'm not even going to talk about the person. More so that as an example, when we took ownership of that situation, Okay, so your your entire day's dependence is upon someone else's message. You don't know if that's going to come. You don't know if they're going to do it. But can you take ownership of the fact that you can send a message and ask? You can be proactive instead of reactive. You can own your day and own your schedule by messaging first and setting yourself up for success. Now we have more adherent to our nutrition. We are less stressed, we're less anxious. We're getting food in during the day. So we're fuel for training. Training performance goes up. We're now resting probably because we're not staying up late trying to get in food, which means we're getting better sleep. So we're recovering properly. All of that is a result of the fact that we took ownership of the situation. You could stay as a victim. Work sucked. My boss was shit. The rosters were crap. They changed my hours. We could stay there. That's fine. It's understandable. It's a shitty situation. What does that fix? Who does that help? What does that solve? Literally why you're coming to me as a client so that we can help in that situation, get that mindset shift and get that perspective. But too many people want to stay as the victim and not own it. Don't own the problem, don't own the situation. When you own it and you take everything and you look around and say, I'm in, I own everything in this, this scenario. 
I have extreme ownership over this situation. Whatever is to happen is a consequence of me and what I'm doing or not doing. When you shift and think like that, you're then going to start looking for solutions and looking for ways out of it because you recognize that you are the solution and you have the ways out of it and you can do something. Even if it's the smallest possible thing, there is at least one positive, constructive, directional, goal-orientated action that you can take towards the aim we're trying to achieve that will get you out of that situation. And if you think there's not, you're not looking hard enough. Oh, I don't know anything about nutrition. I don't know how anything about getting food in. I don't know how to diet. It's 2022. YouTube, Google, understand there's too much information. Okay, coaches, who can I reach out to? I don't know anything about training. Okay, what do you know? I know that that I weight train three sessions a week and that was working for me. Okay, let's start there. Let's start with what you can do. You can't do a six-day program. Cool, no one said you have to. Own the life you have. Have you set up a schedule to train? Not really, work's busy. Okay, cool. Let's go through that. How do we set up a schedule to get at least two to three days in the gym? Then we can move past that and optimize things afterwards. Simply get the ball rolling and started. What are you doing to own the situation and get yourself moving? Don't come to me or don't come to the situation talking about how hard you've got it because the boss is keeping you back a little bit later. Therefore, you can't train at the right time six days a week. So you may as well not try at all. That is not an answer or a solution. That is still a problem. You are still creating more problems that don't need to be there. You are remaining the victim, not the hero of the story, not the solution to the problem, not the, the overcoming of the obstacle. Once you start to take ownership and responsibility for the story that you are telling, the life you are living and things you were trying to build, victimhood is not the answer. Victimhood is not a place you want to stay. You don't want to remain a victim. And then you start to actually progress in life. You actually start to get ahead. All of a sudden, resentment's gone because you're achieving things. Positive goal-oriented behavior is the way to get the most positive emotion. The act of doing and progressing towards a purpose is what elicits the positive emotion the most, not the destination you're getting to. So just because you didn't get there tomorrow or just because you didn't get there today doesn't mean that you're going to feel bad. The inevitable response is that you are striving and aiming to progress at some degree in life by some tangible metric that you can control, which is going to elicit positive responses and positive emotions, which removes the victimhood mentality. And now all of a sudden life is less crappy. Because you're doing some extra overtime, you're putting money away in the bank. You've paid off your debts, you paid off your bills. Now you're in a position to leverage your equity and your finances to invest in some property or invest in some shares. Now you've got reach, you've got financial reach that you can make a difference. Okay, so from that, I'm going to go do something with a car so I can get a better job. I'm going to upskill and go to university. I'm going to spend my spare time studying so I can just go to school online. I'm going to go to the gym at 5 a.m. instead of 7 because that means I can spend an hour there instead of 20 minutes. All of these things come from the ownership of where you are and where you're trying to go, not passing the blame and hating life and passing the buck for the responsibility of what you should be doing. That is just my two cents on the topic. Obviously, there's going to be some very different people that very different perspectives on this, but I've pretty close to gone through hell and this is how I got through it. And it wasn't exactly easy because of my sex, my gender, my beliefs, my anything else, my finances, there is some, I didn't want to say benefits, I'm sure like some potential positives I've had in my my advantageous positions, but there's also been some fucking low ones and some disadvantageous positions. And to get to where I'm going, to get to where I am, I can't look at those ad disadvantages 
and say, yep, that's understandable. That's fair enough. I should stay there. I should sit here and that's going to be the problem. I can't do that. What I have to do is look at what can I take from that? What can I learn from those experiences, those situations, those disadvantages? How can I, how can I utilize them to learn a lesson, to improve, to get better, become more productive, efficient, constructive? How can I develop something that's going to help that not happen again? How can I be more on top of my game get better each week so that the likelihood is that I'm continually progressing in some form towards what I'm trying to achieve. And then when I look back in 10 years time, I can say all those things lined up and I nailed them. Even when those things were in the way I got them done. Even when I was overcoming this and this situation happened, I was still managed to get past it. When you like, when you get the chance to look back at that, I do that. I can do that now at 21. I was, when I'm at 30 now, I can look back at 21, 22, 23, 20. And I can say that. I can look back at being 15, being depressed, being borderline suicidal, being uh, genuinely struggled with mental health as a kid. I can look back at those things and, and, and see how I got past them now and what I use, what tools I use to get past it, how I owned the situation I was in, what I could control and I focus on. Yeah, sure. Not every 15-year-old kid has those tools or has those thoughts. I may potentially have been lucky there to have a potential cognitive process that let me get through it without realizing but looking back in hindsight and seeing those things means I've been able to use those tools and continually progress them to get to where I'm now, which isn't even very far, but I'm going to be, and it's going to require those tools and that mentality, that mindset, which is the, the matter mentality we're trying to cultivate and encourage people to have includes ownership and responsibility. That is how we are going to, that's how I'm going to get further and how I'm going to progress and how I'm going to move along, how I'm going to make things better. Because any anything else, anything short of that is just me trying to be a victim and me trying to be a victim of circumstance or past experiences or traumas or anything else. That's all that is. And that doesn't help me get ahead. It doesn't help me help other people. So having a, again, you can have, you can be a victim of things. You can have a big, be a victim of experience. You can experience those, those situations, those problems, those scenarios, and they can suck. What I won't give you is more than a day to sit there. I was back at work two days after my father passed. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to sit there and encourage stagnation and negativity because you split up with your partner, because you had a bad relationship, because your friend said some mean word, because you had to separate from your friendship circles and you decided to cut some people off. Good. Good. If you experience those things, if you decided to do those things, fantastic. If it means a better position for you down the track, it means a, a more constructive and positive lifestyle for you, great. Move forward with those things. Take them on, understand and learn from them. But you don't get more than a day. You don't get a more than a day to sit there and experience that situation and then look at it and say, how do I get past this? How do I move forward? How to be productive? Not backwards, not into pity, not into, into victimhood, not into resentment. It happened. Experience it. Don't, don't bottle it. Don't pretend it's not there. But if you expect for, 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 for things like that, that you can just spend the rest of your life identifying with that situation. Oh, I can never do this again because this person cheated on me 15 years ago. I can never do this because I broke my leg when I was 12 and therefore that's the end of my life. Or I lost a contract because I broke my shoulder at 18. I couldn't get that contract anymore to play sport, a sport I liked. There is so much more time left in life, so much more to do, yet... Time goes so quickly. By the time you've realized that that bullshit victim mentality, it didn't help you do a damn thing or get any better, you've wasted half your life. You've wasted half the time you do have to be valuable and useful and a 
contributing factor to society to make a difference. My goal is to stop people wasting that time is to stop looking to pass the buck and looking to blame others and looking at the problems and being resentful and spiteful and, and frustrated. My goal is I want people to get to the end of their life. I want to get to the end period. If we look at Erickson's stages of development, it gets to the last stage that he talks about and look back with joy and pride and fulfillment in what they have done and what they've overcome and the story that they get to tell compared to looking back with frustration, bitterness, resentment, anger in the choices that they didn't make because they wanted to fixate on these problems because being a victim was what they were told was okay to be. And they're allowed to be, uh, they're allowed to have their cake and eat it too when it comes to their problems and their, their experiences and their victimhood. No, the, the latter is not the solution. Making a conscious effort to progress at some degree, regardless of the experience or the situation is the only way that we overcome the problems in life especially if you're striving towards something greater than yourself or bigger than the, the experience, the problems you are having. The worst thing you can do is sit there, blame everyone else, point the finger elsewhere, look elsewhere, look out, was it everyone else but yourself and say, no one's handing me anything or this happened to me and therefore I should be entitled to X, Y, Z. Victimhood and entitlement are a trap. They are, a, they are an anchor. They are an obstacle. They're a hurdle. They are a hindrance on any form of progression in life. And if you want to succeed at anything, if you want to get better at anything, if you want to do more, be more, grow more, the only answer is to forego that bullshit victim mentality and take ownership of what you can do and where you've come from, what you have and what you don't have, what you did right, what you did wrong, what's good and what's bad. Own it all and you will eventually see how much power you actually have over the life you're trying to build and not the bullshit that you're telling, the bullshit stories that you're telling, the narratives that you're telling to get validation, pity, sympathy. I don't know what else you're trying to get out of it, but it isn't productive or constructive. It's counterintuitive to actually progressing in life because you fixate and identify with that situation. It's going to anchor you still, keep you in the same place and stop you from moving. Associate with people who do the same thing. They are going to support you in that belief that it's okay to stay there. And then you're going to be resentful at them 10 years time when you realize that that circle is shit and those people are crap and you should have cut them off a long time ago. So if you take anything from this episode, it's probably too real for a lot of people. I'm going to get messages. I don't really care. It needs to be said and it is a perspective of myself. It is a perspective of how I coach. I am happy to support people. I'm happy to be here when people need help. I'm happy to be here mentally, emotionally, physically, provided that the person coming to me, whether it be a client, a friend, family, is looking for a solution to the problem and aiming to progress from it. I'm not going to sit here and encourage you to be a, a victim, a chronic victim of a single experience circumstance. It's not going to happen. If I can watch, if I can sit there and watch my father progress through a decade of cancers and treatments that were told to kill him three times, then you can get through this problem and overcome it and get past it and be better. That's, pretty much where I draw the line there and kind of how I, how I look at it in the way that I not only coach, but I write, I educate, I try to help. Everyone has the right to their experience. Everyone has a right to their problems, to their traumas and the things that they've been through. No one can take that away from you. I'm not saying I'm trying to, what I don't think you have the right to is to stay still and pity yourself forever and waste the life that you do get to live and you do get to have 
on the idea that your problems are worse than everyone else's and therefore life should bend to the knee for you. The universe is going to bend at the will that you want. It's not how it works, nor should it be. It's not what you're entitled to. You're entitled to make choices, to go through life with the with the ability to consciously make efforts or decisions that can progress you or hinder you. And that's about it. In each moment, you are given a choice. You are given the opportunity to make a choice to get better or worse, to be progressive or deconstructive. That's it. That's really all we get. And the only, the only guarantees that you get in every single instance is the choice that you're going to make regardless of the situation. Obviously there are things that once, once the choice has been made for you about something, you know, let's say my father getting cancer, he can't choose to not get cancer, but he can choose to fight it. He can choose to make the right choices. He can choose to improve his health. He can choose to get the treatments or he can choose not to own it, own that, own that decision in that moment, in those situations and those circumstances, make the choice is going to take you towards the goal you're trying to achieve in the best possible chance you can to get there. Nothing else is really guaranteed besides that. You're not going to guarantee the outcome. You're not guaranteed a job or an employment or entitlement. You're not guaranteed to finance because you want them. But once you have that decision, you own that circumstance, you own that situation, you are then responsible for what comes afterwards and you can own that and so on and so forth. And we progress that way. That is how we progress and make these decisions and how we get ahead in life and the things we're trying to do. Anyway, that is my ramble on that. Very clearly, it's something that's been bottled up for a while. Um, but I think it's something that, that needs to be said. And as I said, you're free to have disagreements. You're free to have a different opinion. Feel free to comment it. Put it in a constructive way that we can discuss the conversation and you can maybe learn from my perspective. Maybe I can learn from yours. Otherwise, guys, please like, subscribe, follow. We are trying to help, uh, put a lot more on the table in terms of following our prep, getting to stage, educating, constructing, being more positive, showing more information behind the scenes stuff. So I've got a few more uh, business updates to do. I've got a bit more uh, goal setting content to do this week. So um, there's a lot more to come. There's going to be a lot more to come before stage in uh, less than 10 weeks. Um, and yeah, things are happening. So please like, subscribe, follow, and anything you can do to help us out is always appreciated. And I'm looking forward to any conversations that come from this. I will catch you guys later.